Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, and welcome to The Spiritual Awakener. This is a podcast where I get to interview really cool people about their stories. Some of them have had really incredible spiritual awakenings, and some of them have just walked through their path and realized that there were defining moments that changed them in their world. And they've decided that they want to help other people have incredible defining moments. And this is someone that I'd like you to meet. Now, this guy, I'm not going to give you his name yet, But this guy I'm just about to interview is someone that I've known since September 2019, when I stood on a stage and spoke about who I was, and I didn't even have a podcast then, and I met this incredible guy that was a DJ, and a this, and a that, (laughs) and he had everything else going on, and I ended up sitting around a swimming pool that night, drinking, now what are they called, Doug? (laughs) Well, it was a lot of fireball. I can, I know it was that. a lot of fireball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I want to introduce you to my really good friend now, actually, Doug Sandler. Say hi, Doug. <laughs> hi, Susan. Thank you for having me on your show. I was, as you were starting to describe this person, I'm like, that actually sounds like a cool guy. Now we all know that I'm a nerd, so I don't. So uh, I yeah, that's well. Yeah. So you have many hats and many, many lives that you've lived, I'm sure. Um, but what I really love about Doug is he actually produces my podcast. So when you hear his voice and you listen to his voice now when I interview him, you may recognize it because he does the jingle of the intro. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. You yeah, that? you're right. I, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. great. So so your uh, your community hears me twice. They hear me at the beginning of the show and now they hear me actually do this. So this is this is they very do. cool. Now I'm even more excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And let's just talk about squirrels. No, 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 no. Let's not talk about squirrels. Okay. <laughs> That's our own private joke. Yes. So Doug, you know, you have many hats. I've been on your podcast, The Nice Guys in Business, even though I'm not a guy, I'm a nice girl, you tell me. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. came on your podcast, which was really great fun. And what other ones do you have? Because you have um, The Nice Guys oh in gosh. Business. Yeah, oh, we have. Do you uh, want, have you got a, time to list them all? <laughs> uh, probably not. Geez, the nice guys on business, uh, Ford Mustang, the early years podcast, the BizWiz podcast, SEDX podcast, um, sales training for podcasters, uh, women, men in relationships. I co-host something to whine about. So there's probably about seven or eight podcasts that I either yeah. host or co-host uh, currently. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of like doing podcasts, then, right? <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's great as a passion project or as a moneymaker or as an influence builder. It is a way to get your message out. And yeah, I, I, as you can tell by the number of shows I do, I love podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. You've been doing it a while as well, haven't you? Started in 2015 when I launched a, uh, when I released a book called uh, Nice Guys Finish First. And that was the beginning of the, uh, of the promotional uh, period for not only my book, but for my business as well. And then that online space kind of took over from there. And podcasting is my access to the online space. And actually now, you know, the more people that get a podcast, I know you do launching, you know, you're helping people get podcasts started now, aren't you in this 2021? You know, we're interviewing on the 14th of January 21. But actually, if you're listening to this later on, then you can still, you know, launch your podcast, even though, you know, this is a great time to do it massively, because what are we doing? We're stuck in our houses. We can't go to restaurants. We can't go out and have a drink. And we, we like wine, don't we, Doug? So we, we can't go out and have that glass of wine in a restaurant. 
what can we do? All we can do is launch a podcast (laughs) or actually promote the one that we already have. So this is a really good time for you to do that. So Doug, what is it on your, is it your Facebook site that people can go to, to join that? You know, launch? Well, that probably the easiest way we do have a Facebook site, but that would be for people that are already in the program. So the best ah. way for people to get information just about what we do is just go to turnkeypodcast.com forward slash toolkit. And they'll get all the information. They have a downloadable document, five ways to make money podcasting. There's a free consult if they want to take advantage of that and access to our, uh, one of our many courses free as well, just for being, you know, on your, uh, having me be able to mention that on your show, we give them free access to that as well. Oh, brilliant. So if you mention that you've been, you know, if you listen to this interview, then you get that free, which is amazing. So what I was going to say, Doug, is that, you know, this is called the spiritual awakener, right? And you know that that is what I speak. That's my language. So would you say that there was a particular awakening moment for you or turning point that that led you to realize that your voice for the collective was really important? Yeah, I think there's a couple of times and unfortunately contrast, well, not unfortunately, or maybe it's fortunately contrast is the thing that makes you that awakens you oftentimes. So for me, there was a couple of periods in my life that I feel like I was uh, was awakened. And one of those times was uh, September 13th of 1996 or 1995. It was the day that my dad passed away. Mm. Um, and I'll explain a little bit more about that. And the other time was uh, just a few years ago when um, a relationship that I had um, dissolved. Uh, I came home from a conference and I discovered that uh, my wife and my at my house was empty. So for me, it was um, there were those couple of periods of time where I really began to understand, okay, I really need to go a little bit deeper and do some more work on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while I'm not necessarily a religious person, I feel spirituality is really essential in order for you to get in touch with yourself. There's a direct connection between yeah. spirituality and your own awakening. So um, yeah. those were the couple of catalysts in my life that really helped lead me down a different path. And it is interesting, isn't it? Because it's that inner part of us, isn't it? It's almost like the shocks and traumas that we have lead us to understand so much more about who we are on a soul level. And then I always find that that's the shift to show you where you're really supposed to be positioned in the world. You know, whether you call it your soul's mission, which is what I call it, or whether you call it your direction, it it sort of shows you that way, doesn't it? Well, you find that the, you know, the common denominator in every bad relationship that I've had in my life has been me. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) so maybe it's time for me to do a little work on my, on myself. Um, Earlier on when my dad passed away in 1995, the thing that was the most challenging for me is I never really had a chance to have much closure. So I had with my dad, because my dad and I didn't have the greatest personal relationship. He was, um, he was a really successful business guy, Mm -hmm. uh, but he wasn't a really great great dad. So it gave me an opportunity to really take stock in the things that I want to do differently than my dad did. And in 1996, I was, uh, you know, in my thirties at that point. And that's at a point when you're mature enough to understand that you may need to take some action, yet you're young enough to be able to take action and have impact for the rest of your life. So when he passed away, I decided that the things that he did that were that I could be angry with him about Mm -hmm. instead of being angry with him. Now, I know I still harbor some of the issues that I had, you know, some of the wounds that I've created that were created when my dad was alive. 
But I wanted to take the things that he did that I saw that were not helpful in my life, and I wanted mm -hmm. to reverse those. So the relationship with my kids, um, the way that I treated my kids, the way that I treated my family, the way that I treated other mm -hmm. relationships in my life, I realized that was a big awakening moment for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, and that shows who you are, really, like you, because not everyone, and going back to what you said, because not everyone would take that opportunity. You know, some people would stay in the blame game. You know, and that does happen a lot. People do stay in the blame. That person's fault. That's why this yeah. happened. And that's the, a tricky one for us sometimes. Well, the issue is that while those, while these two hinge points, these two um, contrasting moments in my life were really moments that I could become awake and understand mm. a little bit more about myself, there have been dozens of moments that have probably passed me by because I didn't <laughs> recognize it. So those are just the two yeah. that I recognize. So while I would love to say, oh my gosh, I realized that these were the two milestone times in my life that, were, yeah. that would make a big impact. What's so great about it, Susan, is that anybody can use any event that happens in their life and use that as the awakening moment. And yeah. you could have awakening moments literally every day. You could yeah. have moments of, of somebody crossing the street and you just watching them and you have an aha moment and say, okay, yeah. this is what's going to change in my life starting right now. Or a movie, uh, you know, movies, they do that and conversations do that, don't they? But I absolutely. think always what I've seen with people, and obviously I've, I've spoken to quite a few people uh, on this show now, 33 episodes, I think we are Oh my gosh, year, great. That's great. Which is less than a year, actually, 33 episodes. And um, what I found is that they... The ones they remember are the ones that significantly change their perception of themselves. And it's usually to do with another, an other person in their life, either their mother, their father, their wife, their husband, child, pets, whatever. But it always seems to be a really significant person. And then they have that awakening. And mine was episode one, you can go and listen to, but episode one was about where I had that awakening of someone who took their life. So a guy that took his life and then visited me in the night, that was my awakening. I didn't know that was my awakening. I was like, oh my God, this is like really, really scary. But then later when you look at it, you can say that was a really big awakening. And it happened to be where I resisted being spiritual, <laughs> yeah, right? I was well, a psychologist, so I resisted it. it. It's kind of like when you when you read a book. Uh, what's the expression? The 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 teacher will appear when the student is ready. Mm -hmm. You can read a book and you can get a, a a bunch of information out of that book, but not really find what what was the purpose of that book. It could be much later in your life when you read that book again, and it means something completely different to you because yeah. you didn't need it when you read it the original time, but you need it now. So yeah. you will you will get the lesson when mm, it's time for right you to time. receive at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I think also we can, the more work we do in ourselves and obviously that's my job, but the more work that we do in ourselves, that internal work that you were talking about, that opens up our energy so that we can have all these amazing experiences. You know, if I hadn't have stood on that stage in San Diego um, in the September time or October time and heard all these people's stories yeah. as well of having podcasts and you guys talking about it, I didn't even want a podcast. I was like, no, I go on loads of shows. I'm interviewed. Why do I need it? And then it's really, really opened up so many doors for me. And so those opportunities were there because my awakening and opening was there. You know, if I hadn't stood on that stage and been ready to do that, perhaps I wouldn't have, you know, launched my podcast a couple of months later. Right. And then stood on the stage again and yeah. spoke about a podcast. <laughs> 
I think that we find the opportunities, you know, law of attraction, you get exactly mm -hmm. what you're looking for. If you're not yeah. looking for anything, or if you're looking in a negative spot, you're going to find what you're looking for. So as you're listening yeah. to this and you are having a challenged relationship with a loved one or uh, an in-law, um, and every time that you come in contact with that in-law, you only see mm -hmm. negative because that's what you've experienced. You're going to yeah. get back exactly what you put into that relationship or whatever you exactly. put into your brain as food is going to be what's, what comes out. So yeah, just, know, exactly. just know that you get what you're looking for. It's exactly how it is, right? And we can look back at our life and go, oh my God, yeah, what I attracted there was mm -hmm. definitely not what I attract now. <laughs> right. And that's right. really good. Then you can pat yourself in the back and say, wow, I've really shifted. So um, Doug, what would you say about, you know, if we're thinking about podcasts, you know, I love having my podcast. I never thought I would love having it. And it was a little bit of a, you know, a journey to get me to get excited about it. But I love speaking. I love meeting people. I love interviewing and being interviewed. So it made sense that it all worked together. Yeah. But what would you say? And if someone's thinking about, um, well, what is a podcast anyway? What would you say to them? What is it? Is it a voice for the world? Well, or an well it gives you it gives you a chance to share your message with a community that you may or may not already have. So people get into mm -hmm. podcasting really for one of three reasons. They either get into it because they want to build a community or, or a tribe. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to uh, become a thought leader or an influencer in their space. So influence is another reason or they want to make money. So depending on how people arrive to me is the exact strategy that we take because each one of those processes has a specific strategy involved. So money, influence, or community, you pick the flavor and we can develop the strategy around it. But, mm -hmm. you know, in today's day and age, unfortunately, everybody is, is in their home. So, it, you know, the day of the one-on-one -on -one live meetings and face-to-faces mm -hmm. are no longer happening or they're not happening right now. So mm -hmm. this new normal, it's a pretty good wake-up call. And you mm -hmm. can look at this and you could say, why is this happening to me? Or you could say, why is this happening for me? What is this event that's going on in the world right yeah. now trying to tell me? Maybe, maybe diversify how you generate your leads. Maybe diversify how you conduct your business. Maybe just change uh, your perspective on the online space. Depending on what yeah. your goal is, you can you can, chances are, I mean, I'm a podcasting hammer. So everything looks like a podcasting nail to me. Everything can be solved from a business and a personal perspective with podcasting. So I, you know, I don't have to tell you, I love this space and the, just the sheer yeah. number of shows that I host yeah. would tell you that I love this space. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, you know, connecting with people was the key. And so if you've, if you've got this idea and you're listening to this show and you feel, oh my God, yeah, I really like connecting with people as well, but I don't really know how to do it. You don't actually have to have a following. I mean, I had a, a pretty big following when I started out, but you don't have to, because yeah. if you've got a subject, you know, we know so many people that have just spoken, so they've recorded, you know, they've just spoken about who they are. They've spoken about their story and they didn't actually necessarily have a particular subject. And their story has been so warming to other people that they ended up becoming quite well known in the podcast right. world. And we know quite a few of those people, right? Jock is one of them. Did you meet Jock? Well, there's, there's many people that have their yeah. stories. And what's interesting yeah. about it is you don't have to come to this space. You don't have to come to this space with technology knowledge. You don't have to come to this space. <laughs> Let with me tell it. you, you don't. Does, does it for me. <laughs> uh, and like you said, the, the, the idea of having a community already, you can build your community literally from zero. So yeah. community, and if you have no influence in, in whatever world that you think that you're going to be attaching your, your product or service or your mm -hmm. offer to, 
it's fine also. So, you know, no influence, no community and no money going into this and no technology and no personality and no experience with how do I get a guest? <laughs> all of that stuff. You need a personality, st- Doug. Cut that one out. You need a personality. <laughs> well, let me let me just challenge that for a challenge okay. you with that for a second. When you have someone that comes on your show and you have a large personality, because oftentimes the people with large personalities have large egos to 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 match oh, that. Okay. They oftentimes mean. will get yeah. in the way of building that relationship because yeah. all they want to do is share their message. And I would say, yeah, you need to be able to have a conversation with someone, but to to have all this charisma and to have this personality that's larger than life, sometimes it will work against you in the podcast space. I don't disagree. You do need a personality, but I would, I would challenge anybody. There's a bunch of things that you can learn while you're podcasting as you go along. I I think this space is good. I think, you know, like to, to give someone that space to speak uh, as you speak and that there aren't too many silences, but there's there's like a beautiful symbiotic relationship where you can have fun with it. And I like to do mine in a really lighthearted way. So, you know, for me, it's yeah. just really a conversation. We, you know, that anyway, right, yeah. Right. That's kind of who I am though. And I can't really change that. And I think it's really important to just stay who you are as well, isn't it? And not try to be anything that you're not. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. Your audience may come because you have this amazing guest on your show, but they're going to stay a listener to your show because of you, who you are as the host. So if you're not genuine, if you're not the authentic you, it's going to be really hard to keep. I mean, we've been doing a show for a little a little under six years. Next month will be six years. Mm-hmm. And we have almost 1200 episodes of our show that's yeah. out there. And yeah. you better believe that our community knows exactly who we are as hosts, Strickland and I, my co-host and I, that's all we know how to be is us. And you go outside of that and it's, you're just, you're, you're just not going to keep an audience. Just let me ask you a question for people, for my listeners. So if they're thinking that they're, they're usually people that are quite spiritually aware and they're finding this podcast because they want to hear about their spiritual life. So if they're awakening, if they're feeling like there's something really important for them, but they don't feel they've got the confidence to do this, is there something that you could give them as a tip to sort of get them on the first step, the first part of that? Well, an easy part. So low commitment, low risk, high Mm -hmm. reward, just be a guest on some other people's podcasts. Just, uh, you know, put your stake in the sand and say, hey, I'm going to start today and reach out. It doesn't even have to be a popular show. Just see if you can get into the rhythm Mm -hmm. and it's free. You know, podcasters don't charge to have you on their show. And if they charge, go run away from them. Now, if they have sponsorship packages, you decide you want to take advantage of, great. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, try it out, you know, kick the tires. One of the things that we will give them as a part of the toolkit, and I'll make a note of this so that I make sure I connect this to the uh, to the tools. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a course. It's free. It's called Be a Great Guest. So it'll give them the tools that they need in order to be a great guest. Some of the yeah. some of the advice that I share with you know after having twelve hundred episodes, almost nine hundred guests on our show. Um, I've gotten to know what's a good guest and what's not, who's, who's a good guest and who's not a good guest and why. So, um, you know, this really short workshop will give them in a, the ability to, to see sounds what right. it's all about. Definitely so d- you don't have to make a big commitment to podcasting, just make a commitment to get on a couple of shows as a, yeah. um, as a guest. And if you have an offer, you know, if you have something you're selling, come up with a unique call to action, something that you want people to actually take advantage of so that when you go on that show, they'll, the audience listening, We'll have the ability to, uh, you know, get something that you're offering, even if it's a free something. So yeah. just a couple of pieces yeah. of advice, but all that's in that in that free course that they can take. 
So changing the subject completely, tell us about your DJing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he, Doug is an amazing DJ. He was really fun and we really missed him in March. You know, in March, um, he just couldn't make it because he'd travelled to Italy and at that time uh, there was a bit of fear going on in the world, wasn't there, Doug? And it wasn't yeah. possible for you to travel, not from his fear perspective, but from a collective fear, let's say. And uh, we can see you. And it was such a shame out there in March in San Diego. You have a you have a great memory. I'm telling you, I, not many people even remember that. So, yeah. So when we came, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people, that's a, that's just a great memory. So um, <laughs> my girlfriend and I went to Italy in February and everything started shutting down at the, at the end of February, beginning of March. And we came back. I think we were one of the last you know flights out of Italy before they started yeah, to do were. some of the to the quarantine stuff. So, uh, yeah, um, I've been DJing for 30 years. Uh, the live events industry right now is 100% shut off, you Mm -hmm. know? So all of my friends back in Washington, DC, I live in LA now in DC, they're all like those that didn't have a a diversified income or another way to make money. Mm -hmm. They're in a bad place. Yeah. I knew a a handful of years ago, something told me diversify, diversify. I don't know what it was, but man, my timing. Mine was about two and a half years ago and I stopped practice. I had a practice in London, a practice in Sussex. And I just kind of went on all these American radio shows and all of a sudden all my clients became American <laughs> and international. And it was like, oh, it just happened. So I feel very blessed. I mean, you were obviously blessed same, as well, right? Same, same, same. Mm. I don't know. Something that little voice was in the back of your head saying, Susan, go international or Susan, maybe yeah. not. don't do so much face to face, do some stuff online. As yeah. soon as I started doing stuff online, you know, it business was slow to begin with. It took me about mm-hmm. two, two and a half years, but I had my DJ income that was helping me. So mm-hmm. about four years ago now, uh, when we started uh, Turnkey, our, our production company, um, things really started to take off and we've launched, helped launched about 200 shows now. So it's been, it's been yeah. really, really fun and very, very rewarding, not just financially, but rewarding for me because I help people get their messages out to the world. And that's such a cool, DJing is great and parties are great, <laughs> but man, there's such a higher, per, higher calling yeah. and a higher purpose. I feel like for my, for my life. And so this has been yeah. a great direction for me and perfectly timed. And what I was picking up there with you as well is that, you know, you can actually see it in your energy. And we might be listening to this on my YouTube channel and sharing it across social media. So you actually get to see Doug. But if not, you're listening to him, (laughs) Uh, listening to him on iTunes and across all the platforms. But what I was going to say was that you can see his energy when he speaks about somebody getting their message out and he's helping that journey then that's how I feel when I help people align to their mission so it's the same energy and we know then that when we feel that that is our mission right yeah it's yeah. a really good it's a great feeling when you're able to assist somebody and help direct them the right way and just keep in mind again as you're listening to this and you have a service that you're offering you don't have to be 20 steps down the path from somebody to help them get to where you are. You could literally be one step in front of them, reach back and grab their hand and say, hey, let's let's go. And at the beginning, it was nerve wracking for us. We didn't know how much to charge. We didn't know what services we were going to offer. We didn't really un- know what we were doing, but we knew in our heart that we were doing the right thing. 
And we knew that as long as we stayed there and with them and supported each of our clients in the beginning Mm -hmm. part of this journey, we knew we'd be okay. And so don't, you know, what's the expression? Don't let perfect be the enemy of done. Let's get this done. Whatever it is that you want to do, take that first step to doing it. Find someone that's one step behind you and encourage them to, to take your support and help. Even if it means just doing it free or doing it low cost or, or just experimenting with them. It's a great way to start. And I will say something that when I first started out and Doug was helping me with it, just to say one thing that you always said, and it was almost like you over, not over help people, but it's almost like you was this about the nice guys, but like always be a nice guy in business. And I think if I got it right, and it's like, just kind of don't feel like, you know, you just stop at a line. Like you really support people. I'm the same with my business as well, but you really support people and it's never too much trouble for you. And I found that right at the start. I know we had a, a connection and a friendship anyway, but I think you do that for everyone, don't you? I mean, you, well, you we, will support. You know, what's the expression? Uh, I put on chapter one of my book, a quote from a guy named Gary Shandling, a comedian that's no longer on this earth, but he's hearing me right now. And the, the expression <laughs> he's is- standing um, behind you, you. Right, he's <laughs> right behind me. I think my, my cat is actually on the, on the sofa. Ah. <laughs> So the expression is, if, if you don't think nice guys finish first, you don't know where the finish line is. So it is important for you to know what you need to do so that if it feels right for you, what's the golden rule? Do unto others as you'd have done, uh, done unto you. Exactly. If you feel like you are over delivering, you're right in the spot, right where you need to be. I love yeah. to exceed, if possible, in every turn, exceed expectations because yeah. then your customers come back to you over and over and over again. And you know the relationships that you build will flourish and they will really blossom if you're able to, to do that. Over deliver with everything. Under under promise, over deliver. Great way to live your life. And under, to, to, promise. Under, under promise, over deliver. <laughs> yeah. Promise less, deliver more. You know, yeah. just yeah. go beyond or promise a lot and deliver more either way. Yeah. Yeah. But not at the detriment of yourself. You know, you, you have to also get that in balance, don't you as well? You have to get that in balance and say, well, like, you know, I'm not necessarily going to be on my phone, although I am sometimes talking to you at one in the morning, right? Yeah, <laughs> my one in the, the morning. Had that conversation but, if, or two. <laughs> but um, in the sense of, you know, if you're listening to this and quite often um, spiritual people or people that call themselves spiritual will give themselves completely to another in sacrifice to themselves. And so that's why I really wanted to say that is it's really good to kind of really be present for people but not to completely sacrifice yourself. And I think that's really key. Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, Strickland and I, my, my business partner and I, and he's been a friend of mine for 20 years. A couple of years ago, we made the decision that we were not going to do anything outside of our zone of genius. So in 2019, when we put that line in the sand and we said, this yeah. is what we're going to do, we started hiring people to do our assistant. I know you have an assistant also. Do, so, yeah. you know, you hire people to do like, I don't ever want to put my head into a spreadsheet. I don't, I don't and do Julie well. And Julie make sp- my video course, you know, Julie Hood's making my video course. Terrific. Yeah. Uh, she's great. You'd yep. be attached to my podcast, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the that's stuff great. you don't just stay outside of, you know, stay in yeah. your zone of genius only and start to start to delegate that responsibility out. It doesn't mean that you have to pay for that stuff because some people say to me, well, I can't afford it. I'm just starting my business. The stuff that you do, that magic, that gift that you have, um, people will pay for that. But if they don't pay for that, will they trade their service? So if let's say that you're a you know, that you're a healer and you know that some people need that work and they're they really are good at accounting. So that accounting 
person might need healing and you need accounting work, trade your services. You'll be in your zone. They'll be in their zone. So boring. So I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) For me, looking at a spreadsheet, I'm like, really? You know, what is that? So, yeah, so I've I've never enjoyed that. So I always believe, you know, that we do what we love. We love what we do. And the person that loves what they do is something that you don't love. So you give them that love, <laughs> right? Absolutely. They will thank you. Believe me, they will thank you for taking <laughs> a responsibility away from them that they hate doing anyway. So can we manifest another um, event in San Diego where we all sit around the pool in the sunshine, oh, beautiful gosh. weather, although when we were there, it was raining. But apart from that, um, we had a great time, didn't we? We had a we, really great time. We absolutely, we absolutely did. As a matter of fact, we are in April of this year. I know that uh, um, you know, this will be a virtual event this go around, but we're going to do a masterclass. It's going to be a two-day masterclass mm-hmm. on the, uh, the benefits of podcasting. So at some point that will become our live event and yes we yeah. absolutely want to get back into the live event world I know, the I know. personal connections that you can make sitting around the pool you know having a drink at the bar having dinner out i mean these are the things yeah. with a group of people that know like and trust you and you're all in the same yeah. community that's really the you know the hidden benefit to podcasting or anything in any community the hidden benefit is that relationship that you're able to build and i think you said i i know we're coming to the end of our time here but i think you said that it was that that year was a year where 19 was when you noticed a different energy with the people that were at the new media summit it was a very mm-hmm. different energy i brought it with me i brought the sunshine from the uk right <laughs> <laughs> liquid, liquid sunshine <laughs> Although it was raining, right? I brought the internal sunshine. No, but we, you know, you said that it was a very different energy, wasn't it? And and even the the next year was a brilliant energy as well. Next next year, the next six months, you know, March was a beautiful energy as well. And I think it's just because more and more people are realizing that they're aligning to being of service to others. And so that message getting out there from the heart and those heartfelt stories, you know, that we all told on the stage is, you know, really, really sharing your heart, right? Yeah, yeah, agreed. The story is what I fall in love with. You know, when when people tell me their backstory, it's almost like, I don't even care what you do for a living or what service you deliver. If I can fall in love with you as a person, if I can get to know you as a person, that's really where my heart starts Mm -hmm. to open up and and sing. So I agree with you. The story is so compelling and so important. Yeah, and I'm still in touch with quite a few people from from. Yeah, me days, too. So, me too. Yeah, so it's really good. So, Doug, any last things to say to anyone? Any last point? You know, what do you want to share? The last thing. Hey, just uh, just as I said earlier, don't let perfect be the enemy of done. No matter what you are doing, you know, stop being busy and just get to it. Just let's get let's get that that thing, whatever it is that's holding you back. Let's just get it done and just know that, um, you know, show the world your warts and all because the warts are the things that people are going to fall in love with your story, your backstory, the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. You will deliver. I know you will. So just don't let perfect be the enemy of done. That's my, that's the piece of advice that I would share with anybody that's starting anything right now. Thanks, Doug. He's such a nice guy, isn't he, guys? Definitely get in touch with him. Okay. Thanks very much, Doug, for being here on the Spiritual You're welcome. Awakening. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Spiritual Awakener podcast. If you've got a spiritual awakening story or a turning point that you want to share with me and my audience, I'd love to hear from you. Find me at susankennard.co.uk or co.uk for those of you across the pond. And much love and see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. 
If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.